don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. All right, fire up, everyone. Tubes is hosting tonight, and it's going to be a cracker. Round two TLT is upon us, and the first round of the NRL season threw up some absolute beauties. We've started off with a golden point, especially which was amazing, especially for Harry Grant owners on Thursday night. Feels like a lifetime ago already. Uh, and the question on everyone, everyone's lips after that game was, have we seen the unearthing of a new super coach god in Hopgood? Hopgod, as people were calling him after the game. Uh, and then we finished off the weekend with a David Fafita and Adam Dewey masterclass uh, in an otherwise dour Sunday night game. Tonight we got the A team. Uh, we've left the B team behind in Matt and Dan. And joining me is... Uh, our first guest, coach of the formerly known Big Dogs, now known as the Nico Hindsights, is the Big Dog Jono. Jono, after your round one performance, are you thinking about going back to the old name? or I'm thinking about uh, after one week going back to being a head-to-head specialist after a shocking <laughs> week overall. Uh, I was a little bit like Ronaldo Mulatalo on the weekend after... I locked my team in on Thursday. I was smiling. I was happy. And then Supercoach was Locker Helios and just hit the ball out of my hand. Ruined the weekend for me by about Saturday, 5 o'clock. I was filthy. What would you end up getting? Uh, I think uh, 103.5 or thereabouts. So not not the worst, no, not but not bad. great. Yeah. But uh, tumbled a bit down the rankings to start off the year. But yeah. not too far away from the top. Um, second up... Uh, We've got uh, someone who's started off with a bang, uh, and he's the coach of the C-Mac Shark Attacks. It's Chris. Chris, how are you feeling? Mate, pumped up after a pretty decent start, to be honest. It's not often I uh, hit the ground running. It's usually uh, trade boost, trade boost, just to catch back up. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty excited, to be honest. Uh, uh, 11, 11.84, I think I managed. So, yeah. you know, pretty good. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a hot start. So, that... That you're obviously in the top ten thousand rank wise. I'm guessing you're right up there. Two, yeah, two thousand and thirty-five. No, two thousand fifty-nine. Yeah, so not too bad to start. Very happy. Crazy. I think it's it's uh, like the winner overall uh, got thirteen hundred and something. And I mean, I, who knows how they started with the side that they did? I think they had nine, five non-playing reserves or something like that. Um, but then it really just seems to compress. So I ended up with an eleven twenty-seven, which I was fairly happy with, uh, and my rank was ten thousand five hundred and forty-one. So I'm only sort of sixty points off you, and I'm at eight thousand spots down. Uh, so, as we all know, round one of Super Coach, it's not. Uh, there's still <laughs> there's plenty of time to go for the rest of the season. Definitely a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So tonight we've got a, as I said, we've got a, we've got a big show. Uh, we're covering off. Uh, we're going to give you a bit of a Queenstown update. So for those first listening, Queenstown, we do a bit of a head-to-head golfing uh, match play type style where we take the best score of the teams uh, each week. Bit of a twist tonight. We've got uh, Chris and Johnny, Jono joining the four ball. Somehow made it a six ball. Uh, and uh, and they're and they're joining the ranks for the season. Uh, we're going to go through our pods of the week. 
um, given we're the pod pod. Uh, and then we're going to break down a, a few key ins and outs and some key players to talk about um, uh, from from each of the games. And we'll finish off the night with some uh, tubes as mailbags, some listener questions. So let's jump into it. Uh, I, but before we start talking about uh, all of that, I just wanted to remind anyone that's out there listening uh, to join the Pod Pod Unlimited group. The code is eight nine zero one eight nine. The name of it's the Pod Pod Chairmans. It's called the Chairmans because of our prize. Uh, prize at the end of the year for the top of the group is uh, a weekend in the chairman's lounge in Randwick Racecourse, and also a uh, a game of golf out at the lakes and uh which is fairly chairman's club like we actually had last year's winner over for the weekend uh we'll probably talk about it in next week's pod when matt's back uh, matt and i were in sydney for the weekend and we spent it with uh jared coach of pink socks so shout out to jared it was a great weekend and we'll talk a bit more about it, and we might get him to join next week. All right, let's kick off into Queenstown. Uh, so, Jono, as we already said, you didn't have the best week to start off with. Uh, so Chris has taken out your top score with 11.84. Dan and Matt uh, didn't had an okay week between the two of them. Matt's top scored with 11.42. And myself and the Podfather uh, in the, is the third team. The Podfather's had an eleven sixty two. So overall, Chris and Jono leading, taking a nice twenty point lead to to kick off the year, uh, and we'll update everyone as that sort of goes along uh, each week. Let's jump into our pods of the week, Jono. Uh, pod of the week. What are you thinking to start off? Uh, I am eyeing off tubes, uh, Herbie Farnworth. So I thought uh, you and I are both back to Katoni stage. I think, did you end up with him in your tune, tubes, Katoni? Or you bailed out late? <laughs> I pulled out real late. Good, uh, good I had this, I honestly, I had this thing on Friday night where just before the Panthers game, I got rid of Toe because he was named on the right and I moved him to Stags. And then two minutes before the game, I went from Stags to Talakai and then. 30 seconds before the game, I went, oh, no, I want Stags. So I tried to go Val to Stags and just missed the lockout. And then I was feeling pretty happy about it uh, during the game. Right. Well, I think I've backed the wrong horse then. I was going to throw us both in. It looks like I've backed the wrong Broncos centre because uh, Herbie looked awesome on the on the weekend. And sitting on that Broncos left edge, uh, he, he looks a decent proposition. He put up 35 in base. He's had about 3% ownership. Uh, he plays for England, doesn't he? So it's not like he's going to miss any time with Origin. He's no chance there. So he might be one who's not only a part of the week for this week, but someone who might end up being a good centre-wing proposition for the year. Yeah, and I forgot to break down the rules for the pods of the week. We're going to name one each week, have to be under 10% ownership, and you must bring them into your side this week. So... Uh, it's not too bad. <laughs> I don't hate that. Can I stress well from Katone? Um, yeah. So if you, uh, we, I don't think uh, anyone started with their pot of the week last week except me and Kiri. Christopher, uh, any? What's your pot of the week uh, within well, those rules? 
Well, for starters, I'm not overly thrilled about getting told the rules 30 seconds before I divulge. Um, <laughs> my pod was going to be Jeremy Marshall King, but I'm not real keen on getting rid of Harry. Um, yeah. Look, as I said, Jeremy Marshall King, um, I had a look. He's under 1% ownership. He's played He's played almost the game of his life on the weekend. That was uh, not only the boil over for the um, for the Dolphins, but I thought he was fantastic. Um, he looked so sharp. He was strong in defence. He was busy all day. Um, you could do plenty worse than Jerry Marshall King, and he's like I said, under under one percent ownership. I think for a while he's been a decent player in a bad team. Um, if that Dolphins forward pack can stay fit and firing, he could have a pretty decent year. So one to look out for for mine, JMK. Yeah, I like it. Um, now. I thought I'd follow in Matt and Dan's lead here and uh, just name a bunch of different players um, and then claim uh, when one of them goes off, claim that I, I called it. Uh, but I've I've ended up landing on a pot of the week this week who hasn't played a game yet. So it's for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. He's at 1.1% ownership and that's Zach Lomax. So a bit of a bit of a gun last year in the center wing position. At, he's at six hundred and thirty four k. I'm uh, I'm if if I was following the rules, I'd be looking to bring him in this week. But I think he's definitely one on the watch list for for pot of the week and the potential to to look at bringing in Zach Lomax, especially after all the other guns have floundered a little bit. At, you know, to start off the year. He's been one of yours before, hasn't he, Tubes? Zachy boy. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's burnt me before. One point one percent ownership, though. He's a he's a pod. It's enticing if they get going. But... What about Andrew King? Put him in the circus. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. All right. Well, let's. Why don't we kick off into the games? So. First game of the round is Thursday night. Uh, it's Thursday night. I want to say it's out at, uh, yeah, Penrith. Um, so out at Penrith on Thursday night. Um, what is that? It's Bluebet Stadium out there, I think. Um, That's right. We couple of changes really at the Panthers at Sorensen out uh, and Eisenhuth in. Uh, was Sorensen dropped or injured? I'm guessing injured. He's hurt, tubes, yeah. Concussion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then for the Rabbitohs, uh, it's Arrow and Totola out uh, with incoming uh, Daniel Fafita, uh, Daniel Suluka Fafita, uh, and Jed Cartwright joining the bench. There's also a little bit of doubt about Luttrell. Uh are you're pretty confident Luttrell's going to be lining up on Thursday night? Yeah, I think so. It, he played out the game and then they didn't even bother sending him for scans, so that all seems pretty promising. I know there was a bit of mail around today that he wasn't training with the Rabbitohs and Taff was training at fullback, but I just think they're letting him rest up with a quick turnaround. I'm not, not too worried. Do Very either- worried for South's chances if he doesn't play with uh, Arrow and Totola out, but that's okay. Do either of you own Latrell? No, not me. Not a Latrell owner. Oh, I, I just, I hope he doesn't play. Like, it just throws such a good <laughs> spanner. Mainly just because I can't wait for like one hour before kickoff and how many people are just going to be sweating up what they're going to do. 
it's it would feel like a really difficult decision if you own Latrell and most likely have Tommy Turbo sitting on the bench with with Manly having the bye. Um mm. And whether or not you trade Luttrell or you take an AE or what you do for this week. So just for interest, for that sake, being a non-owner, hope he's out uh, for, to, for this week. But hope, he, hope he's all right. Uh, other, other players in the bunnies of interest, huge, huge game for uh, Campbell Graham, Chris. He really tore apart the Sharks' left edge on, on – um, on on Saturday night, unfortunately, um, he's named again to start. Do you think he can sort of hold that form, keep it going? Well, I think previously it's 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 been evident that uh, he can play, and he's had some really good runs of form. Uh, he's he's priced at around six fifty, if my memory serves. So he's he's up there. So he's at a premium price, but he's also a premium player. Uh, he's 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 on my watch list. I'd I'd love to own him. It's just. It's not going to be till I've made some serious cash cash towards the end of the year, but he yeah. was fantastic on Saturday night. Yeah, like he was unbelievable. I really, I really think he was helped though by the Sharks' left edge defence. Let's be honest, Matt Moylan couldn't tackle, couldn't communicate, couldn't do much. Um, so. Moylan and Talakai just looked like they'd never played together. Yeah, yeah, strangers. Jono, you with Arrow and Totola out. Um, for feeder cart right in, what do you think that's going to mean for Murray and uh, and then potentially someone like David Moali's minutes? Look, I think Murray Murray played eighty last week, so I don't really think it affects him. It's certainly not going to lessen his minutes with a less experienced pack, and he, he looked awesome last week. And then I think David Moali he played about forty minutes last week, ended up starting, and I think that's probably about right for him. Like he is young, they won't want to give him too many minutes too quickly. I think he's only 20 in the front row. So I think they should both stay pretty solid. Do you think Murray's the plan was for Murray to play 80? Because obviously Totola concussion in the first, like, couple of minutes of the game pretty much meant he ended up having to play 80. Did, did you get the feeling, though, that that's, that's what they're expecting him to do? I had assumed that, yeah, because they were a little bit light on. And with the bench they named last week, I looked at that and assumed he was going to play at least 70 yeah. uh, and was hoping for 80. And you're right, he could come out this week and if but, there's no HIA concerns. But for him, it's still going to be 80 points if he plays 70 minutes. So I'm not, not too worried. Yeah. And similar, they brought in a, a prop and a and an edge back rower to replace. So that same rotation is going to be, yeah, pretty Yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, in the Panthers, Cleary had a bit of a down game last week, as did the overall Panthers side. So they're going to be looking to bounce back. What was your thoughts, uh, Chris, on Taruva and for a debut game on the on the left wing for the Panthers? I thought he was okay. Obviously, the Panthers struggled. They had a few cohesion issues. So you know, outside backs didn't get any great ball. So most of it was 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 well, all of his all of his points were base. So he. Um, I thought he was all right. I was I was quite impressed. He's certainly the cheapie that I'm going to hold for a while anyway. But just the Panthers in general look clunky, so I don't think um, I don't think it's panic stations with him just yet. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. The Panthers. I mean, the big takeaway for me was Mitch Kenny, fifty five minutes. We'll likely not see the Panthers win the comp again this year if that's if that's the way the minute ratio comes comes out. So the big talking point is obviously Sonny Lukes. He scored 57 points, obviously, with a try in only 25 minutes. 
It's a two, two and a half PPM. Imagine when he starts getting big minutes, get a machine. You and I know, Jono. <laughs> yeah, I did take that wrist tubes. And I know we were texting during the game and uh, were very concerned when he wasn't coming on and he wasn't coming on. Uh, and then when he did, the Panthers just looked so much better, had so much more direction. I know he scored that try, which has really boosted that score, but he, he did look – they just looked so much better when he was in the field. So that does give you the confidence that – uh, his minutes will slowly see an increase. He didn't play the trials, so maybe they're just wanting to give him a, a little bit of early run off the bench. and or Sorry, not just off the bench, but small minutes off the bench. And you'd hope that soon he's getting those Appy Coruscant minutes or close to. Yeah, I mean, they ba- it seemed like they have to. He did look good. They looked way better. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, it's probably going to – the theme of the night is probably going to be – don't make any drastic changes to your site. Uh, I think that's certainly going to stand up for Nathan Cleary owners that I know he only got 50 odd, but most people own him. So it's not really much. He's probably going to bounce back at one point and get 150 off. What are you thinking, Johnny? Chief, I just thought you raised an interesting point about the theme of the night. Don't make any panic trades. Interested to hear from, from you blokes. What, where would you warrant making a trade for this round? Like what, what's your cutoff? Obviously injury suspension, Yes, you'd make a trade, like for people who have Cam Munster, for example. But where do you guys look at giving someone a chance versus giving them that second week to check their role? And then the, the theory of making trades now so you have more available for your, you know, maximise bringing blokes who are going to make you cash for next week as well. It's a great question. It's really I I'm a I'm very conservative in the after the after one round. I always have been. I don't like to trade after one round. Um, I like to have a look. If it was good enough for me last week. Hopefully it's good enough for me next week, and then have a look on the bubble. Um, so I I'm not one to to panic and throw the baby out with the bathwater and and make two trades this week. But you know if I had a who like if I had an injury, if I had a suspension, if I had a Franklin Pele, I'd probably be looking to offload him. I just see him as an <laughs> AE nightmare. Um, that's probably my cutoff around that point <laughs> in answer to your question. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've got Pele and I'm going to give him another week as well. But if certainly if he only plays another 10 minutes, he's an AE nightmare and he's and he's going to have to get going. Um, I really think, Jono, it, for me it comes down to if there's been injuries, um, you'd potentially look to trade. Uh, and really only, I mean, overall, 90% I'm fairly happy with my team. Most of them could have performed better, but most of them sort of got that minimum output that I was looking for. So I'm not or I'm not planning on needing to make four to three or four trades by round three. And because of that, I don't feel like there's a need to make trades. If you're in a position where you you are already like, I've got to get four of these, you know, rabbits out by round three, then obviously you might look at trading someone down. Um, I think someone we mentioned like Nia Cora, you might have p- predicted him getting 80 minutes. Didn't look like he was going to get 80 minutes. It could be an option, but I think you really want to hold um, – and see what round two brings. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Jono? No, I think you guys have covered it beautifully. Nothing more to add. Um, all right. Well, let's let's kick on to round uh, the second game. Is there any uh, – before we do, Brian Toto, Jono, I know we've already mentioned the theme of the night is hold. 
do you think he's one that if he if he has another game like like he did last week that he could be he could be out of the Nico hindsights by, by round three? <laughs> It'd be a luxury trade. Like if I if he was to have a poor game, say go sub forty or something. Then if I had nothing else to worry about, I'd consider downgrading him to someone who's going to make some cash, but I'd say it's unlikely. I think he's probably here to stay. Yeah. Still got 43, and the game didn't come his way at all. Just about to say that. It's a pretty decent floor, 43 for a centre wing. Yeah. Uh, Not too bad. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, Second game is a joke to be at 6 o'clock on a Friday night, I'll just say. Like, Eels versus Sharks, absolutely ridiculous. It's the game of the round. Yeah. not no bias. Um, <laughs> the eels have uh, Loom, Loomy Loom out, um, Loomy Loomy, and Russell in. <laughs> You're on, on fire early, Juice, with the um, pronunciation. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. I just I'm not good at pronunciation, and this isn't my full time job as a journalist, so I haven't done the research. I'm not trying to disrespect anyone. Uh, sharks. Graham's out, came in, break in, suspended, tried to challenge. He's gone for four weeks, which only helps the Sharks, uh, in my opinion. And uh, Jack Williams is out with concussion. Hunt comes in on the bench for Williams and Tracy as the utility coming in for the Sharks. There's one man to start with here, Chris, from the Eels. New super coach god, Jermaine Hopgood. How good was he? Um, fantastic to watch. Um, it took me back to the days of your, you know, CP13, PG13, the, the early gods of Supercoach. Uh, his numbers were fantastic. And actually, I actually think um, like the player of his ilk on the weekend, the the base monsters, they were, they were sort of back. It was sort of good to see. Because um, the last couple of years, it's it's been the halfbacks and the, and the fullbacks have just been superstars. Um, and, you know, just a base beast, absolutely getting it done was great to see. Hop good. How good. Yeah, he was good. Um, I I think, I I mean, he's obviously going to be in everyone's 17 this week. Like if for, And for those 40% that didn't own him at the start of the year, if, if I think we'll find out if there's genuine super coach players that have already given up after one round because we'll see what his ownership looks like in, in round two. Um, and if it's not 100%, then people just aren't playing the game. Um, but he um, – uh, I'm actually even considering is he a C option. Uh, might be one more week, but I think I think uh, he, with that with that possibility of a flaw – he he could be coming into the the captaincy calculations for Tubes Pod throughout the season. Definitely Jono, can understand why. Jono uh, Eels, their back row Hopgood was was not the only, I guess, uh, cheapy debutant. Uh, what were your thoughts on Dory, or more importantly, the Cardi Party to, to kick <laughs> off the? Well, I don't want to talk about the Cardi party too much, but I, I suppose when he's scoring 59 uh, at that price, maybe we have to. But I, I just see him sitting on that left edge. I suppose if he can hold it till Sean Lane comes back, which could be in four weeks' time, maybe he becomes relevant next week if he scores well. Dory, the more popular own player, got 34 and 73 minutes, so not outstanding output. I still think he's going to make it probably 150 to 200K at least. And I think he, he passed the eye test as well, like he, he made a couple of key tackles, didn't miss much, was willing to carry the ball. Just, uh, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I don't think he's a playable option in his 17, but I think he's someone who's going to be, if you needed to, he'd do a job and he's going to make a fair bit of cash is where I stand with him. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brown, quiet game, 700K price tag. I'd put him on the watch list now for sort of round four, round five, uh, hopefully with a bit of a price drop and someone that you might want to consider bringing on as the season goes in. Uh, but he's only 1% owned, so he'll be a bit of a pod uh, as that uh, as he drops in price. For the Sharks, um, Nico not named again. Uh, I've got some news, Chris. Uh, did you read he, he's out now to round five as a minimum and then they've got the buy in round six? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I heard. So out to round five, got the buy in round seven, so he's potentially not playing to Sorry, the buy in round six, so he's potentially not back to round seven now. Um, that's 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 a long time. That's no, that's no good for some sharks in particular on that right edge. Um, but yeah, you just can't you can't get him in, and you've got um, it's it's everyone will be jumping over themselves to get him at some point. But it's going to be tough with Graham out. Um, Teague Wilton come into into your considerations to to start the year, or to you know from from this week onwards. He, I, he I, had him, I had him in every draft team I made. He um, and then I made a couple of changes very, very late and blew up my team, and he was one of the casualties. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I um, I'll definitely be trying to get him. Um, and at his price, it it makes sense. He, he was pretty quiet, really, and punched out a sixty-seven. So, what are your thoughts on him, Jono? He ended up playing eighty minutes even with Graham in the team, didn't he? So that that seems pretty set and secure. And yeah, sixty-six. Uh, he might be the one that got away for a lot of people because you no, know, a fair few held off just because of Graham's presence. So yeah, he's he's definitely one on the watch list for next week. I know he scored a try, off, but it was off off a kick. But other than that, it felt like the Sharks' left edge attack just never really got going at all against the Bunnies. So um, I can't see him, you know, going that much worse than that fifty you know, without the try off the kick. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely on the watch list for me and whatever trades I need to make next week because I'm sure there'll be some that don't go too well. Um, he's he's sort of potentially that first man up in the second row forward spot for me. Um, I started the week with Talakai. For anyone that followed me in, uh, it was a bit disappointing, but similar to your Brian Toto, base of 37, in a week where he had a really poor game, um, isn't the worst. You just want to see him bounce back and potentially see the Sharks, you know, come out firing against a pretty tough Eels outfit um, to to see that you're going to get a bit more upside in that uh, for me. Third game of the round, Friday night, it's at Suncorp. It's the Broncos versus the Cows. We've got the Broncos have Walsh back, Cobo to the wing, Arthur's dropping out and Cowboys have no changes. Uh, interesting game, the Broncos last week. Jono, we saw a bit of what their forward rotation's going to be look like. What, did, what Was that what you are expecting, or what were your thoughts on that? Tubes, as you know, I had Pat Carrigan in my team all off-season, and I've just overthought it. When they named that bench that was so middle-heavy, I've gone, oh, he'd be probably not going to play big minutes. He's gone 69 minutes and punched out a 74. So, yeah, look, I think I'm never going to be put off by seeing Marty Tapao and uh, Keenan Palacios' names on a bench again. He, he, he looked awesome. I think he made 58 tackles or something. 
uh, huge minutes and, like, is just such a key part of their team that I'm uh, one of the ones I'm filled with regret for, Paddy Garrigan. Yeah, the other the other interesting ones I think we already talked about in Stags and Herbie in the centres. Uh, the Cowboys was an interesting game. Did you did you watch it on um, Saturday, Arvo? Chris, they got away to a flyer, eighteen nil. Drinkwater looked absolutely unstoppable, and I was regretting not having him on my team. And then the handbrake went on at halftime. Yeah, big time. No, I watched it. Uh, not only did I think Drinky was going to turn up, I thought the Cowboys were a chance there for a while too. Um, he looked he looked amazing, and and you know what? In the end, his brilliance in the first half was probably the difference in the game. Uh, with you know a couple of couple of players having you know buys early on in the you know the Teddies and the Turbos of the world, it's um, he was a really good option if you started with him, um, given given their draw early season as well, but. He looked really hot, drinky. Yeah. I mean, in saying that, what do you end up with, like 60 or 50-something? 50 yeah, 59. Like 59, and that's with two tries and a try assist. So uh, he's certainly he's certainly living up to his, uh, his non-base playing uh, potential that he's got. Yeah, that's nothing new with drinky. That's just standard. Yeah. Um, Val... Punched out a nice 60-odd on the weekend. Uh, obviously, at his price, you're potentially hoping for a little bit more. Uh, but uh, clearly, like like we've already said, he's going to be a hold on the weekend. Jono, do you watch um, Cotter's minutes? Were they? 67 minutes, so big minutes. Uh, score of 63. His numbers look pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, and the other one that I thought was of interest is uh, Robson got the full 80 minutes, even with Jakey Granville hanging around on the bench. So, Robson definitely uh, one to watch. Yeah, um, that is very interesting, Robson, 80 minutes. It's still a bit scary, though, with having Granville on the bench. Yeah. Send him off! Send the drifting edge off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! All right, next game, we're into the Saturday games. It's the Roosters versus the Warriors. Roosters coming off an absolute shocker against the Dolphins. Don't who think would, they could have played like <laughs> Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get That's that. one man who picked it. Yeah, we'll, we might mention that towards the end of the pod. I'm, 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 I'm avoiding it at the moment. Um, the it, it would have been mentioned in the intro if Matt was here, um, his tipping of the Dolphins <laughs> last week already. Um, so Roosters, uh, Manu's back, huge in. Uh, uh, and Baker Fletcher Baker is in as well, and he's come in for Lodge out, and Allen's dropped out of the team for um, Manu. But uh, I think it was Hutchinson ended up starting at centre somehow. I don't know what what's going on there, but he's he's dropped back to the bench in this team with Manu back in the team. Warriors no changes, so we'll see what happens with those minutes for those forwards on the weekend. Uh, at just a couple of relevance from the. From the Roosters, obviously uh, those that started with Fletcher Butcher, uh, even though he probably didn't have his best game like the whole of the Roosters, he avoided suspension, so he's lining up this week. Jono, there's some chat around the Cheese being injured um, to start off. Uh, Well, obviously he got injured, he concussed himself and it looked like he had his ribs. There's some chat that he might be out on the weekend. Would Would you look at trading him this week if he's out? Or if he's out this week, that's an interesting one. Uh, 
Yes, I probably would if he was out this week, but I'm assuming he's going to play. It almost seems like they're going to need him because Radley is under a bit of a cloud with concussion as well. So I'm hoping that isn't the case, Tubes. It's Because uh, I wouldn't feel that confident playing Sonny Luke in his position, so I definitely well, would consider it. Well, you wouldn't have played him as well. Like for the, I, I imagine there's a fair few people in this similar predicament uh, that started with Cheese and Sonny Luke. Obviously, the Panthers play Thursday night, so you're not going to play Luke. And then if Brandon Smith is a late out on Saturday afternoon, similar to what I was talking about with Luttrell earlier, would you take the AE or there's not much to trade Cheese to because he's only 400K as well. Um, it's It sort of might throw a bit of a spanner into the works. Yeah, it's a good call. The other thing, I, I suppose it, it that's where it might bring into play what we were talking about before if there was someone like near Cora, you were thinking of downgrading, uh, you might look at doing that early just to free up some cash to potentially yeah. upgrade cheese. That might be something that as a bit of a strategy that people might do. Another one, choose where Wade, Wade Egan. He scored 99 last week. He's 490K. That's like, wouldn't be the worst before kickoff option. He's going to play 80 minutes. Cheese to Wade Egan. Jeez, that would, you'd feel oh. just horrible, mate, pressing that button on the trade if you did it before. Shocking, <laughs> um, <sorry. laughs> um, what, like we mentioned at the Warriors, Nick, near Cora, uh, Chris, do you own him? Is he, do you, were you happy don't, with his, don't, happy don't, with his don't own him. <laughs> don't want to own him. Uh, in fact, they don't have any Warriors. Um, after the weekend, I probably looked at Tohu Harris. I thought he was good. Um, Willie Arme, another one who, you know, he looked good, but I can't see any more points coming consistently. And then there was Chance Nickel Trapstad. If you jump into him, you are bringing trouble into your life. Wow. Strong position. I was thinking the opposite. Do you, is he a round three target? What, why is he a trap? Oh, I just think what he scored, scored a try, played unbelievable, but it equated to, was it 60-odd super coach points? I don't see him getting much 70. more than that. 70. He got 70. But look, priced at 330K, like, he, he's going to make money. I agree, he's not going to be a guy who could turn into a keeper, but you could see where he gets to 450, 500K and he's Questionable playable. Questionable he's playable. Uh, just worry about that on his side. Um, see, with Harris... He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get points whether they get beat by forty or they win by forty. I really worry about a few of those other players in the Warriors side. The other one, Jackson Ford. Uh, he he ended up playing eighty minutes, which I think was a surprise to nearly everyone. Pumped out at fifty nine and actually like looked like a pretty good footy player. Got through his work, wasn't missing tackles. So at two hundred and eighty k, he's a really good downgrade option if any of those mid range second row forwards flop. So whether it's a near Cora. If Egan Butcher, not Fletcher Butcher Tubes, who you called him earlier, Egan Butcher, if he's <laughs> if he's to have another bad week, uh, Jackson Ford is looking like a really really good downgrade option. Or for people who've gone that Jacob Preston from the Dogs, like it's not that much of a boost to jump up to Ford if he gets eighty minutes and pumps out another good score. Yeah, Ford's a definite watch. That whole pack at the Warriors, seeing what's going on, uh, is a definite watch. The Look, I'm just going to come back here, Chris. Chance, Trapstad, like I wouldn't like you're not going to do it if we have this bet. But I'm I'm pretty certain you're going to have him in your team in the next four or five weeks. The man, <laughs> like, the man got seventy points. Yes, he scored a try, but it, it's not like he had a line break or a tackle break or anything to do with it. It was just backing up. So it's sort of like scoring off a kick. He only got seventeen points off it. 
Uh, and separate to, so separate to that, he scored 53 points in basically base uh, in 80 minutes. So yeah. He had a great game. And he's a good NRL footballer. I just don't think it equates to super coach points. And I could be in you know a couple of weeks' time, I could be very wrong. But for the moment, trap yeah. stat. All right. He's, look, <laughs> I didn't start with him, so I was on the same page. After that first game, he's very much... Uh, He's very much looking at coming into the Tubes' pod for round three at this stage. All right, the next game of the round is the the Rooster Beaters, the Dolphins. Uh, they're coming up against a, a much easier um, uh, opponent this week in the uh, Canberra Raiders. It's at – it's in Brisbane. Is it? It's at Redcliffe. So it's their first Redcliffe game. So It's at Redcliffe. Yeah, it could be it could be another one that they're going to be getting up for. Um, Dolphins have Stain out, Mason Teague in, uh, somehow Donahue, after one of the best debuts you've ever seen, has held his spot on the bench. Uh, and then for the Raiders, Rapana is suspended and Albert Hoppawati comes in onto his wing. Look, there's a few to talk about here. Jono, though... You didn't start with anyone in the back line for the Dolphins. Just Katoa. Um, just Katoa, the the five, the the young five eight. Is there any there that you'd consider bringing in after watching their first round performance? Uh, not for this week, but definitely chucking the hammer on the watch list. So he, I can't remember actually what he scored in the end, uh, but I know he's got thirty eight in base just from hit ups basically. And I think one of the big criticisms of the hammer that. I think we all shared was that he just doesn't get into contact and doesn't get through the work. But if he's if he's pushing thirty plus in base this year, at his price, he's a very interesting one who might be worth bringing in for next week. Where do you sit him, C Mac? Him versus Chance? I have him in front of Chance. <laughs> I have him. I, I <laughs> but but not by much. He's he's on the watch list. Another one, you know. It wasn't so long ago that he feared contact on this pod, and now and now we're spruiking him. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not so sure, but definitely on the watch list. Was fantastic on the weekend. Let's see how he goes against the Raiders. If he has another big one on the bubble, could be a genuine. The, the reason I'm mentioning him over Sarko is because like if if he had come out and got his at 76, I looked it up. But if he had got that just off scoring two tries, then you'd think not much of it. But the 38 in base and how busy he looked as an actual footy player was what interested me. So, yeah, he's just – yeah, not for this week. I think anyone who brings in this week is a little bit silly. and I think he's one of the most traded in players of the week. But I, I think he's definitely worth a watch and seeing if he can keep that kind of output up again for, for next for next game. Mm. Uh, I think Asako looked busy as well. It's easy to look. I mean, they had such a good game. It's I really – we need to see a second game from them before I think I'm going to make any further comment on their back line. I didn't start with any of them except for Katoa. They all looked good, but they the team looked pretty good. And so I think I, I wouldn't be jumping on either this week, I suppose, is, is what I'm trying to get across to anyone out there that's thinking about it. Uh, that includes you, the pod father. Is your old man thinking about who's, yeah. who's, who's he on? Asako or the hammer? Asako. Asako <laughs> coming in. Now, the other thing I was going to say to is just it's also worth keeping in mind that when the price rises come in round three, like this, those round one prices are only going to hang in the rolling average for one week. So round one scores are actually like the least important for price rises of any score of the year because you only get a one-week look for your rolling average. So exactly. if Asako gets 20 next week, that's in the rolling average for two and that 108 has gone. 
and it's the reverse. So someone like Kurt Donahue who got minus two in nine minutes, <laughs> he could come in. Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> could come in the calculations next week from next week onwards. Um, all right, Sydney Roosters. Uh, we've talked about them already. I'm looking at last week's games all of a sudden, so that, <laughs> I'm doing well there. Uh, the Dolphins are playing the Raiders, so Hopawade out. Um, sorry, Hopawade in for Rapana. Probably not much really to talk about here. If you started the year with Tarpany, I think you're holding him for another week and see how things go. Uh, he got 51 minutes, so not totally out of this world of what you were hoping for, that sort of 50 to 55-minute range. Is there anyone anyone that's of any interest here for you, Jono? Is a bit of a bit of a bland team for, from a Supercoach perspective all of a sudden? No, I think Tubes Tarpany is probably the only one worth discussing. And those minutes, I expect them to go up. It was pretty steamy and humid up in Townsville. And Ricky, Ricky, uh, the, the player safety king after the game was talking about not only obviously you never send a player with concussion, but he spoke about how it was borderline irresponsible to play the game in that kind of heat uh, <laughs> and said that if it was the day before, they should have cancelled it with the, with the humidity. So I'm definitely not too worried about Tarpany's 51 minutes uh, yeah. with those things in mind. I didn't hear that from Ricky. He's He loves a good rant in a press conference. But... <laughs> he's, he's... Oh, Saturday night with, with a glass of wine, sitting back and watching Ricky's press conferences used to be the best part of my week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the final game on Saturday is the uh, Storm and the Bulldogs. So big out here for the Storm. We've got Munster gone. It uh, looks like three to four weeks with that um, uh, fracture of his, of his finger. Um, nice picture with the blood or the bone going through the finger. Uh, he did well to play on. Wishart's coming in at 5'8", and Aaron Penne replaces Wishart on the bench. Dogs coming off a horrendous performance against the Sea Eagles is out. It uh, has no changes at all. Uh, and probably not much relevance uh, from a super coach perspective, except for your boy Maddie Burton. Jono, how how bad would he need to go this week for you to consider Burton out in round three? Oh, if he went sub thirty, I'd yeah, I'd consider it. Maybe even sub forty could probably talk to me into it as a bit of a luxury if I had not too many other problems. And also, I mean, because it's just few good options around that price. Like it's he's he's at around six hundred k, so he's very easy to drop down to a cheapie who might be firing, and not that big of a jump to go up either. So. He's definitely someone I'm, I'm watching. But confident he's going to come good. Like, I'm not worried about it after one week. Yeah, it's got to be a big thing as well for people because um, the Panthers are the round three by, aren't they? So right now you're having to play Easy Katoa. Um, and whereas if Burton gets sub 40, you basically know he's going to lose X dollars in cash that week. Uh, and you can probably bring in a pretty good halfback to play in that round three by which I, I, I'm bringing it up because I know it's relevant to you, but I think it's possibly relevant to a number of Supercoach yeah, for sure. players out there. Um, I've gone the dual pod in the uh, – sorry, dual guns in the second – in the five eights, and I went Nathan Keery. Jeez, uh, I'm losing it. Uh, I went uh, Luke Keery, and uh, he got 51. You know, if he gets another 50-odd score, I'd potentially look at, you know, getting rid of him after this weekend just, just for that fact. Chris, uh, for you, did you start the 
start with Munster, and or if you didn't, would you be looking at him going straight out of your team if it, if with that three to four week diagnosis? Yeah, with three to four weeks uh, at his price, it's a really hard one to carry. Um, and there are there are a few options. You can do a couple of things around around the five eights. Um, I thought um, I thought there was a couple on the weekend who um, who underperformed, but are still very capable. You've got you know you could go to you know a Burton, a Walker, a Dillbags, none of which set the world on fire on the weekend, but they're premium players. Um, so you've got plenty of options uh, if you move in Munster around. Number one option has to be Adam Dewey. Like, I know we haven't gotten to the Tigers yet, but he yeah. just looked unbelievable. Like, he was the only shining light in that whole Tigers team on Sunday night. But he looked, he looked, he looked controlled. He looked, uh, you know, skillful like you expect. But to me, he also just looked really strong. He was just actually getting heaps of tackle breaks uh, and you know, just bumping off Titans defenders. Um, so if I, if I was getting, if I had Munster and I didn't have Dewey already, he'd be straight out uh, for Dewey to to come straight in for me after watching that game. That's a good shout. He was fantastic on Sunday. Anyone else from the Storm for you? Jono, you didn't start the year with Grant. He obviously started with a 90. Uh, he, you want him in your side eventually, obviously. It's just probably how to get him in what, what, if you haven't started the year with him. Yeah, and I think it was a common tactic to do the people like myself starting with Cheese over Green and hoping that the gap wouldn't be that big and that you can make up that cash in other ways. Uh, sorry, use that cash in other ways and wasn't a good start. It looked pretty good for 79 minutes and then, and then it all came <laughs> tumbling down. I think the Storm, like their, their whole forward pack is pretty relevant. Like I know Trent Liero played 80 minutes, Katoa played 80 minutes. So for people, and, and even Gene played 80 minutes as well. So I think for people who don't have those guys, they're worth chucking on your watch list for next week if they can maintain those roles and minutes. I honestly, I've got Katoa and I watched him pretty closely. I think what he scored on the weekend is going to be close to his base. Like yeah, he great. didn't do much. It was, um, he was really impressive. And, and I think he's got a, a few tries in him. Um, when they're playing some of those easier sides, this uh, yeah. uh, the storm. Chibs, he looked gassed. He he gave away a couple of penalties. He dropped the ball once, and he still got fifty three. Was it? So yeah, he he couldn't have played much worse in real. Not worse, but like he didn't offer much. And the only thing for me watching was that Willie hold his spot. Like I don't think either him or the arrow really put a stamp on their position. So it's yeah, interesting to see how that'll go moving yeah, forward. Yeah, they don't have much though to to bring in. So. True. We'll see. Uh, Sunday Sunday games, we've got the Tigers and the Knights. Tigers have pole out, Seafarth in. Don't think that matters too much. Uh, Knights have Gagai back. Uh, he's come in for Chuala. Uh, so Gagai had, must, must have had a niggling injury. And then Johns is in with Adam Elliott. Uh, uh, Jack Johns is in with Adam Elliott uh, out this week. Uh, on... <sighs> The only other thing worth mentioning there is Greg Marzu. He's been named on the extended bench with Heimel Hunt uh, named on the wing again. Uh, did either of you start the year with Heimel Hunt uh, with that? No. no. That's yeah, a no. You, you got it. It's, I mean, he's had a good game to start off, to kick off. You'd, you'd be happy with his points, but pretty scary seeing Greg Marzu, Marzu on there. Um 
from the from the Tigers, uh, Jono, I think Matt wanted us to have a little bit of a chat about uh, Stefano. So you've started Stefano uh, as your second front row forward. Yeah. Look, he played. He played fifty minutes, uh, which is actually really encouraging. I wouldn't, if you had told me he got that many minutes, I would have been absolutely cheering before the weekend. Didn't quite translate into a huge score, thirty-eight, but you'll take that. I think he's probably going to sit forty plus each week. Uh, and I think, yeah, Matt said this in our group chat, but you got to almost think about him as a seventeenth player, not as a second front row forward. Uh, and if you have that mindset of bloke getting around forty, not the worst. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be panicking. If, if you went with that strategy early on. So if you've used him as your second front row forward to use the cash elsewhere, obviously possibly a bit tricky seeing people like Welsh do pretty well, 67 and, and big minutes. And uh, But I think he's definitely worth another look uh, and probably even more than that. Uh, for me, it's hard to tell. The, the Tigers had a bit of a funny game. Um, and him getting 50 minutes in that pack, as you said, I think he's basically someone that you're holding on to, and you, and that's probably as you know his floor from a price point of view to start the year. Jono, did you? Uh, sorry, Chris, did you start the year with um with uh, Stefano? It's as your backup prop, or, or yeah, no, I've got him. I've got him as my third front rower. So I've got Tapane, Welsh, and. And Stefano is that third. So I took a similar view to Matt, I suppose, where you know he sort of look at him as that seven eighth, and pretty happy with him at playing that role. Yeah. Uh, the for the Knights, really talking just about Ponga, probably a pretty nice debut at uh, five eight. Score ended up getting seventy two. Probably could have tunned up if he had scored that try that Chance held him up for. Uh, Trapstad uh, managed to, to hold him up over the line for. Uh, so only one point that so play. So pretty, 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 in, pretty, um, pretty impressive start. But obviously, uh, people are going to want to see a bit more. Disappointingly, didn't kick. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to trade him in if you didn't start the year with him. But good luck to those that did. Final game. Pushing through Dragons v Titans, pretty ordinary Sunday night game at six o'clock. Um, really, I think I'll only be ch- tuning in to just watch Dave Fafita hopefully tear apart the the Dragons on on that left edge. Dragons, no changes from their matchup against the Bye last week, uh, and but but a few interesting um, selection decisions, and then Titans, no changes uh, from their from their game against the. Tigers, but it, I think everyone's the consensus is Kieran Foran is not going to be starting at 5'8 for the Titans this week. He's probably just bored himself a little bit of time before he has to actually announce who is going to be playing 5'8. Uh, Jono, it looks like the chat is that they're going to play uh, Preston Campbell or Jaden Campbell at 5'8 uh, with, uh, with um, Brimson staying at fullback like they did. Interesting. What what do you think? What do you, how do you think that'll affect someone like Dave Fafida? I think you're an owner, but if you weren't an owner, would you be a little bit worried about whether or not you bring him in? Oh, I, as an owner, I'm happy. Like he just looked really good. He looked like they were designing plays for him. He was up for getting the ball. Uh, look, look really fit too. I think uh, I, I did like him playing outside Kieran Forum. I think he's one of the better halves in the competition. 
of setting up his outside man. So a little bit disappointed for him, might not be there for a few weeks, but I don't think I'll be too afraid with whoever's inside for feeder. He just needs the ball and he'll be sweet. Yeah. I think for those that have listened to the pod before, I think they know that we're avid David Fafita Supercoach fans, so probably don't need to touch on too much more than that. Uh, from the from the Dragons, I think we've mentioned a lot in preseason and obviously not changed. Uh, steer clear from your Dragons players you probably haven't started the year with. I wouldn't be targeting to bring anyone in. The only the real interesting one, Chris, is probably Ben Murdoch Masilla named to start in the back row. Uh, is he is he in your team already, or or would you put him on your bit of a watch list? Uh, look, the way where he's priced and the jewel and the fact that he's starting in the back row, I, I will have a look at him. Uh, outside of that, um, I think I already mentioned there's not going to be much uh, to look at from the Dragons uh, for me. But I, I am interested to see how Big Ben goes. Uh, I like the way he plays too. He's um, he's an aggressive. He's a big body. He's got an offload. He'd be, if he got on a roll, he'd be a good one to have in your team because there'd be a bit going on if he gets the minutes. Um, so, yeah, I'll be watching Big Ben and hopefully um, hopefully he goes well. I yeah. think the chat is that even he got that edge back row spot, uh, Jack DeBellin's out. So there's the chat that when Jack DeBellin comes back, he'll get that starting lock spot. Jack Jack Bird, not Jackson Bird. Jack Bird will push on to the edge and Ben Burdock, Masilla might go back to a bench roll. But even yeah. if he does, I still think he's, Pretty relevant, especially for Franklin Pele owners. Uh, if Murdoch Masilla can play decent minutes, he's a pretty good upgrade from Franklin Pele. And the good thing is, am I right in saying Pele can't go backwards? If you're a bargain base player, you can't go backwards in price. He's two hundred and sixteen, so he could oh, lose sixteen so k. Okay. Yeah, can go down sixteen k. But I think it'd be worth him losing that sixteen k uh, to wait until round four for Murdoch Masilla if if he's looking good. Yeah, possibly. Uh, and then Manly have the buy. Tell you what, all this preseason chat about, you know, uh, do you do buy planning and different things? And I only have one player, like probably most people, Tommy Turbo missing this week. It really hits hard when you need to then start figuring out what your 17's like when, when, you, when you're missing one of your guns. Uh, just having to play a bench player from my centre wing this week, I'm, I'm already tossing up options. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when uh, when the Panthers have a bye <laughs> next week, and I'm trying to fill my team out. Um, it's a really good. It's a really good point. Like I, I didn't figure that would affect so much, but I, I looked at it this week and saying, uh, you know, Captain Turbo last week all pumped up, and now oh, just can't add him. I know, I know um, one of my good friends who's yeah big into his super coach. Yeah, has Garrick as well. So that's that's a really tough situation to be in. You've just got you know two hundred points from from those two boys and possibly captain one of them. Then you got to try and you know fill two spots, and that's a lot of money to carry on the pond. It's honestly, it's just a head, you know, uh, it, it it really does your head in because you're suddenly picking from really shit players to be in your seventeen. Like I'm I'm sort of deciding between Willie Arme, Khan Pereira, Paul Adam Alamotti. Uh, and I'm already playing Warbrick, so like it's just yeah. I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same situation. Juice. Yeah, like Alamotti or Warbrick both could be playing this week in the 17, which is a bit of a scary thought. But um, you know, we'll just see how yep. it goes.
All right, awesome. So that wraps up a bit of a team discussion. Uh, probably just going to jump into uh, talk our, about our captain's decisions for the week and what, what we're sort of thinking, and then we'll jump into some listener questions. So I'll kick off with you, McGrath. What are you thinking uh, for your captains this week or vice-captain, captain sort of plays? There is a part of me that's tempted to just ch- chuck the C on Cam Murray in the in the first game. So I'm, I'm looking – because for me, the VC loophole, not an option with Franklin Pelé in my squad. That's out. So I'm, I'm just looking at potentially going a straight C on Murray and hoping that, that Panthers rub those games really grindy and tough through the middle. Murray loves playing the, the good teams. Uh, or – doubling down on Teddy and hoping that the Roosters have a bit of a revenge game against the Warriors. That, that's the two I'm eyeing off. Yeah, makes sense. What about you, Chris? No, I like I like where your head's at, Jono. Well, at the moment, I've got VC on, um, on Cam Murray as well. I've uh, currently got the C on Teddy, but I have moved Nathan Cleary into my reserves and I have started Sam Walker. I have just got a sneaky, sneaky feeling that he is going to go Burke this weekend. Oh, wow. Very, like very that. pod captain, but that's, yeah. But I'm, I haven't put my balls on the line to say I'm going to do it just yet, but I'm definitely thinking about it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I mean, your point's interesting, Jono, about VC not um, potentially being relevant with Pele in the team, but I, I think I'd trade him out. Honestly, if I got a good VC score, that's a good I just I just get rid of him um, yeah, that's, and that's, get someone that's, else in. Yeah. Uh, what happens if you've got What happens if you've got him and AKP from the Titans? That's <laughs> too stinking. Yeah, up I mean, there. I'm not too. <laughs> well, I'm difficult. actually thinking about playing Cam Pereira this week against the Dragons. He gets so the Dragons. Yeah, surely yeah. No, he gets a enough. try. He's probably been a little um, And I mean, getting five. He can't get <laughs> I mean, if he gets a try, he's going to score twenty five points. It's, yeah. it's not, not offering that much. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm actually looking at going VC on Tedesco. Um, so they're in the game of uh, of the last Saturday game versus the Warriors. Um, oh, sorry, the first Saturday game versus the Warriors. I'm looking to go Tedesco as my uh, VC option. And then if he kills it, I'll trade out Pele and take his score. If he yeah, doesn't. Nice. I'm actually looking at captaining David Fafita against the Dragons on Sunday oh, wow. night for a Sunday night special. Chibs, I had a sneaky feeling you were going to say Adam Dewey against the Knights there. I just thought it was coming with how high you were on him after last week, but I don't mind Fafita either. I was high on Adam Dewey. I'm higher on David Fafita, especially against the Dragons. Like, as in, <laughs> it, it just, I just think it's, it, it, like, I don't think either side's fantastic. But um, I just I really liked what I saw from Fafita, and I think he could he could run up a score against the Dragons easily. Tubes, you talk about the Dragons the way most people did about the Dolphins before last week. You you might be the lowest man in the world on on the Dragons. Yeah, well, we might. You you never know. We'll 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 announce it next week. But Matt Matt's probably tipping them, so we'll see. (laughs) So that brings us to uh, the Tubes' mailbags questions. Uh, So I've selected two. So just a reminder. Uh, if you hadn't submitted any questions this week, we do have uh, our, one of our sponsors, the the Mailbad Block Bloodstock, uh, which is uh, awesome horse racing syndicate. They've actually just gotten the horse Keats into the All Star Mile. Um, they're offering two and a half percent as a share in their horse uh, that we're going to draw at the end of the year for those that have uh, we've selected for. 
uh, questions in Tubes' mailbag each week. So we've got two questions this week that I've picked out um, from the selection, uh, one one legitimate question and one which I'm not sure if this person is legit or if he's a Matt Ricks burner account. Um, but the first question is, is it too early to deem Matty so using the word Matty even makes me think burner. Is it too early to deem Matty Lord of the League after strongly tipping the Dolphins last week on the pod? What do you reckon, Jono? Is, uh, is, it, is it too early to deem Matty Lord of the League? I think we move on to the next question. He, he's had his moment, Matt. We mentioned it too much. Nah, fair enough. James, <laughs> James, James Broadbrand, you're going in the draw though. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it at least got a little shout out. Uh, so the next one's come from uh, on Twitter. His uh, Twitter handle, right hand bat, uh, which I do like this question. It is, what player have you changed your preseason view about after round one? So Chris, what who did you have a view on that's changed after seeing the first round, first games of the year? Yeah, it is a good question. Um, and after the weekend, probably, probably Kalen Ponga. I, I umdenard, umdenard, didn't take him. Saw that he wasn't goal kicking. Um, and like you said earlier, apart apart from that wonderful tackle from Chance Nickel Trapstad, he would have turned up. Um, so I'll be looking to get KP in at some point. I think, especially in the, especially given that five eight duel. I've always sort of liked him. Uh, as a as a super coach player, he just never had a good run with injuries, or he's been a fullback against Teddy Turbo. The list goes on. So yeah, Kalen Ponga for me. Jono, he's one same I've question. My opinion on. Oh, I'm going to go the hammer. I like just that. I know maybe I'm getting caught up in the moment with the Dolphins, but just his base impressed me and how busy he looked. I, I thought he was absolutely no chance of being an option. Uh, and after a week, he's someone I'm going to definitely be having a close look at. So, yeah, he's the man for me. Yeah, um, I think for me, man that changed my opinion of him, not so much in the super coach world, but uh, potentially in the NRL world, because I'm not jumping on him for super coach, is Lachlan Ilias. Uh, that was an outstanding game against the Sharks. Like, I'd say best of his career. Easily. He was fantastic. Like, in defense mainly, and then his attack was brilliant. Like, a couple of great shots on Teague Woolen when they isolated him, and then there was that try-saver. Yeah. He scored a try. He was in everything. He, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Tubes. He was fantastic. And and I know, like, similar to what you said about the Dolphins, you know, he obviously one good game doesn't make a player, but it just felt like it was a it's a pivotal game for him. First game after his, you know, um, after his debut season, to come out there at Shark Park on a Saturday night, I just thought he, he played awesome. So good for Bunnies fans. But as I said, he probably won't be making it into my Supercoach team from a relevancy point of view um, because he's only scored 85 points and, <laughs> and, he's, and he's probably had the game of say, his life. He, yeah. he is very well priced. Yeah, but he's, but he's in that awkward price range. All right, guys, that – I think that's that wraps us up for the night. So thanks everyone that's come along for the ride. Uh, and cheers, Jono, for for joining us again. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So see you, Chief. See you, C Mac. And uh, C Mac, good to see you get through get through the pod tonight without uh, without another another baby popping out. So it was it was a pleasure as always. Yeah, it should be happening again. That, <laughs> but no, thank you very much for having me. Had a ball. Hope um, hope we uh, didn't waffle on too much, but it was good fun. All right, you beauty.